Blog Talk Radio. I remember when you filled my heart with joy. Was I blind to the truth? Just there to fill the space. Cause now you have no interest in anything that I have to say. Enthusiast and brand new author 
of my new book, Jamaica, a memoir of miracles, manifestations, love. Um, and tonight, uh, amazing uh, co-host Vani is not here with us. So I have an awesome surprise for the family. Our wonderful queen, Lady Love, Janine Ann Ingram, is co-hosting with me tonight. Welcome, Queen. So good to have you here with us on Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Yes, yes, I am super, super excited. Lady Love is super excited to um, assist you in man, launching this beautiful piece of art that God is so downloaded into your heart. I mean, I absolutely love, love, love this book. So I'm super excited to hear the conversation tonight. I'm super excited to hear the stories of love and lust. Well, absolutely You're the perfect person to share this with So thank you so much for uh, saying yes to being on tonight And I know that part of, um, you know, I just want to say Let the family know that if it were not for this beautiful, amazing woman Who I call my dear friend, my coach, my mentor Supporting me and getting this book out That we would not be here today And I'm can officially say I have my book published and I am a brand new author. So thank you so much, Janine, for loving me so much, helping me to love myself and supporting me in getting this book out so that we can have this conversation tonight and and many more conversations and that I'm just envisioning people as they're reading the book um, and when they complete you know, just doing write-ups and having conversations and book clubs opening up to talk about Jamaica, a memoir. So before we go any further, uh, we're going to do our little disclaimer that we always do in the beginning of our show here at Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. So I am your love and sex enthusiast and new author, uh, Z, and uh, my co-host Bonnie, who is our health and wellness coach, is not here this evening, but we just want to let you know that some of the topics that we have here are explicit, and we do have some adult conversation. Um, Tonight, we're going to be talking a lot about the book and some things that happen in uh, in my story, and so we're going to be talking about things that do not, um, that are not good for young people. So we just invite you, family, to know that, you know, this is your time as as an adult to take some time to just chill out, relax, and put the kitties away, send them to another room, uh, because we are going to have adult conversation. Tonight is not one of those nights, Janine, where we're going to be talking about, you know, sexually explicit things, so we don't have to worry about anything. Who knows now? Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to be giving any suggestions, but usually we say to people, if we give any uh, suggestions or if we tell you anything, please check with your health care providers before you would indulge in anything physical that may uh, cause you any challenges. So uh, tonight we're going to keep it kind of light, but, you know, you got your knees, so you never know where we're going to go, right? Yeah, yeah we so, might get juicy and delicious. Juicy and delicious, absolutely. So that's what we do here at Let's Talk Love, Sex, Nutrition. And, again, please take some time to just relax yourself um, and enjoy the show. 
So, Janine, the first part of our show, we are going to be talking about my book. And, again, I am excited to bring to the world a book that was downloaded in my spirit over 11 years ago. Um, And actually even before that, because I've always wanted to write a book. I've always seen myself as writing my story. And, And I remember, you know, in my earlier years, I would say, you know, I want to have a story about my life. But I would say, who would want to read a story about your life, Zakia? Come on. You you haven't had the most exciting life in the world. And, you know, I would read other people's stories or I'll be watching, you know, Lifetime movies and things. Well, hold on, hold on. Just move on before you move on. When you say you haven't, she must don't know what excitement is. She must need to jump out of a plane or something for excitement (laughs) because – if you read her story, you are sitting on the edge going, wow, this lady has done some amazing things and in some of the most exotic places in the world. But I won't give it away. You've got to buy a book to find out where she's done, what she's done in exotic places. So, all right? <laughs> but, and you know what? And that is so true because um, – when I did have in the Bahamas, some of the, in the water, oh, we won't go there. Oh, <laughs> look, listen, you reminded me of things that I forgot I had even put. In the book. Oh my gosh, I have, I have had some wonderful experiences. I've, I've had lots of challenges as well. And one of the reasons I'm so proud of this book, Janine, is because as I'm sharing my journey, I talk about things that can be pertinent to pretty much everyone. You know, I talk about my substance abuse. I talk about childhood molestation. You know, I talk about spousal abuse and even teenage abuse, uh, which is becoming even more prevalent today. You're hearing more and more about uh, young teenagers, 14, 15, 16, um, you know, getting beaten up by boyfriends and so forth. And so I talk about a lot of the things along my journey that everyone can relate to. And I also talk about the victories, and I, I talk about the uh, the miracles and the manifestations of dreams. You know, Janine, you talk about live your God-sized dream. You say that all the time from the love journey, live your God-sized dream. And I didn't realize when I was sitting back watching Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and thinking about myself living on a Caribbean island, oh, one of these days I'm going to live on the island had no idea when I spoke those words aloud that the universe would be so magnificent and so wonderful to allow me the privilege of having that come to pass. And so I was in my 40s when it happened, but hallelujah, I did it. Let's stop for one minute, Zakia. Let's stop one minute. Because first of all, you didn't let them know who I am. Some of the people on there may not know who I am. And oh, okay. I just want to stop here only because you're talking about vision boards, which is my heart and my passion. And one of the things that I do, Lady Love, Janine Ingram, I'm a vision board counselor. And what I love, love, love in the book, I just want to just, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on me. I just want to say this about the part that you, when you, you, in a lot of your manifestations, you talk about vision boards, treasure maps, you talk about dream boards, you know, it's known by many names, and I just want to say that is one of my 
passions. I have a whole wall, what I call my dream wall in my bedroom. And on my right side, I have my altar, and then over my altar is my dream wall. And so I light my canvas, and I have the most beautiful dream wall. But what I wanted to say about is this book talks about the gift that we have as a spiritual tool to manifest our dreams. And so just before we move on, I am Janine Ingram, a facilitator and host of The Love Journey. I also teach manifesting with your sexual energy. I teach vision. I counsel people on how to put together their vision boards and how to find the goals that are in their souls. So we do it. My vision board classes are a little bit different than the average. You just don't cut pictures out. We go into your soul and ask your soul, what is the vision? What is the gift in your soul? So that's what makes my vision board classes very awesome. Also, I'm a master speaker, and I'm a filmmaker and author of Born to be Rich, and I also wrote the forward in your book. So I would just want to make a request that could you read the forward today in um, as we move through your book. Oh, my God, absolutely, and, and please accept my apology. Look, I'm so used to you and me talking that I completely forgot to to publicly oh, no, no, it's okay. introduce you. So I'm so glad you do that because can't nobody introduce Janina and Ingram like you can. So thank you so much for doing that. And, yes, I am privileged to have Janine uh, as, the, as the writer of the foreword in my book, and I certainly will read that um, tonight for the family. So thank you, Janine. And, you know, you and I do share that uh, passion for, um, I call it treasure mapping because, you know, that's the way it was brought to me. I, you know, I came through Unity and um, way, way, way back in the day, back in the 1930s when treasure mapping came, you know, became popular with the Unity uh, tradition, um, that's what they did. You know, they cut out pictures. They, um, you know, posted up on whatever they had, and they would put it up everywhere and, I mean, put it up in front of them, and people would write into uh, Unity School and tell, you know, how about the, the dreams that came to pass, the, the answers to prayers, and what they called treasure mapping also was called um, prayer. It was It's prayer. It's it's prayer on paper. You know, we are praying because every thought is a prayer. And so when we are praying in pictures, our, you know, subconscious mind is taking it all in and, you know, we, we give it opportunity to come from within and create. And so we go down to the recesses of our mind and therefore we bring forth the manifestation. So treasure mapping, vision board, dream boards, all these things. And family, if you haven't created one, if you've never experienced true pictured prayer and answers to those prayers, please, please, please do yourself a favor and check it out. There's so many places that you can learn how to do it. And Janine, I'm just saying, I'm waiting for you to create um, a DVD with your vision board classes um, showing us just how to do it and how to do it your way because you have powerful, powerful vision board. I haven't had the experience, but I know it's powerful because I know you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I do want to, um, to you know, go ahead and share the forward 
since we just since you just asked me to do that, and Look, don't I don't you want will. to put on you know Lonnie Lister Smith a little background music or something you know like you did when you was on the Love Journey. Oh girl, oh. <laughs> You okay, okay, you go, you go. Where's Lottie at? Starlight and you, is that you? But that's your song, boo boo. But yeah, that's, I wrote them for it. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so I'm doing this. Okay, so we're gonna. Okay, yeah, she look. Y'all trying to make me do all kinds of things here. Y'all, you know, okay, because usually I have Vonnie. She's she's usually the one that does my music. Okay, baby, here we go. Okay, so now I gotta. Hold on tight, family. I'm coming. Hold on. She's <laughs> coming. I just want to say again the name. Huh? Okay. You can cut it down a little bit. Okay. You tuned in to love, sex, and nutrition. Ooh. With your Okay. It is with the extreme pleasure that I write this forward. We are in a time of great awakening on the planet. Awakening of the feminine energy. And love intensifying every passing moment. It is nudging many to tell their truth out loud because something powerful happens when we tell our truth out loud. However... That voyage is our individual birthing, requires full use of our spiritual nourishing tools. These tools that you have in your spiritual toolbox are essential companions for our personal transformation. I am amazed as I watch Zakia become the architect of her own life, using her spiritual tools of forgiveness. Love, meditation, journaling, gratitude, and prayer. I am watching her inventing herself. Watching her inventing herself, embracing her feminine energy, that walking embodiment of love and understanding that she is a gift the planet. This mind shift revolution takes intentional effort and it is reflected in her actions. It is also reflected in how she treats herself tri-dimensionally being mind, and spirit. This development has impacted Zakia in ways she cannot even think Ask or imagine. Nakia has taken possession of her personal power. It is in the way she walks. It is in the way she flaunts. Because she knows she's got it. She is unapologetic because she is comfortable in her own skin. She takes extreme self-care because she honors her body as a divine temple of the Creator. You will see her coming with her head held high and a confident smile. Audience, she has her own 
Anything you want to say, Queen? While we are in this, and I, you know, you know, I'm running the running the running the switchboard. I didn't know how to turn the music down, so uh, I do apologize that it was up a little loud, but it was all good. Starlight and You by Lottie Lister Smith was Janine's one of Janine's favorite songs. Thank you for allowing me to play that tonight. I'm gonna turn it over to you in case you want to say anything beautiful. Well. I couldn't find it in my book because I wanted to reread some of it, but I guess it ain't in my book. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, because you have you have the earlier. That's why I went on and read it because I knew you didn't have it in that particular one. But believe okay. me, you'll have a. Well, it's not in my book. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I, it was it was a little loud and little, and then at points you were low, and I and some of the points that you were probably lower points that you probably didn't feel comfortable saying out loud because you know you I was keeping my whole car. So we had a big fight. And I'm like, she's gonna make me go in there and get the computer and re and reread it <laughs> because I'm like, I can't believe she's low on these parts. Can't hear what she's saying on certain things because of how uncomfortable. So let me just tell you, we over my I said, well, she was like, well, I'm going to change and edit it and do this. I said, so you're going to take my words, what I think about you, out. I said, matter of fact, just take the whole thing out. No, no, no. I said, well, how are you going to edit my words about you? <laughs> so I just want you to read it one more time and let every word out loud so the people can hear how great you are. Yeah. OMG, Janine. Okay, okay. See, see, I, listen, and when you get Janine as your as your friend, your mentor, and your coach, this is what you're gonna get. So prepare yourself because she gonna make you come out if you don't want to come out. <laughs> is there any particular part of this you want me to? I just read want you to say? read it so we can hear it, and you don't have to cut the music on. Just read it and say every word so we can hear it. Because I know the low parts were things that you didn't feel comfortable, and I want you to know you are absolutely amazing. You are amazing. You are God's greatest gift to the planet. This book is amazing just because it's amazing. And you, I want the world to know this is an amazing book, and you're an amazing person, and I want you to own it. So read it like you own it. Come on, let's own it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, the forward to Jamaica, a memoir of miracles, manifestations, and love, authored by... Zakia Amida, and the foreword by Janine Ann Ingram. It is with extreme pleasure that I write this foreword. We are in a time of great awakening on the planet, awakening of the feminine energy, the light of truth and love intensifying every passing moment. It is nudging many to tell their truth out loud because something powerful happens when we tell our truth out loud. However, that voyage to our individual birthing requires full use of our spiritual nourishing tools. These tools that you have in your spiritual toolbox are essential companions for our personal transformation. I am amazed as I watched Zakia become the architect of her own life, using her spiritual tools of forgiveness, love, meditation, journaling, gratitude, and prayer. 
I am watching her reinventing herself, embracing her feminine energy, being that walking embodiment of love and understanding that she is a gift to the planet. This mind shift revolution takes intentional effort and it is reflected in her actions. It is also reflected in how she treats herself tridimensionally, meaning body, meaning mind, body, and spirit. This development has impacted Zakia in ways she cannot even think, ask, or imagine. Zakia has taken possession of her personal power. It is in the way she walks. It is in the way she flaunts because she knows she's got it, unapologetic, because she is comfortable in her own skin. She takes extreme self-care because she honors her body as the divine temple of the creator. You will see her coming with her head held high and a confident smile parting her beautiful lips. <laughs> she has given voice to her own truth. She now knows she is love made manifest, accepting that life is graced by her presence and she is ecstasy in motion. Ooh, I had to deal with that one. I am ecstasy in motion. <laughs> I am inspired as I see Zakia unfold unto her purpose. It reminds me of my grandmother's words. Baby, purpose gave life to you. You did not give life to purpose. With that being said, thank you, Zakia, for walking in your greatness and reminding us that our playing small does not serve the world. Oh, let me say that one again. Reminding us that our playing small does not serve the world. So as you read these words that the universe has birthed through Zakia, remember you are divinely designed for greatness. Janine A. Ingram author of Born to be Rich, radio host, filmmaker, vision board counselor, master speaker, and transformational life coach. My prayer is that every word in this book will bless every eye that reads it and that the world will come to know you as a New York Times best-selling author. Keep shining, my goddess sister. And so it is. Now that was good, absolutely good. I could hear everywhere well, it was, you wasn't low on some parts. You 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 owned it. You did a great job, and I want you just to know you are all of that and more. I love you. Thank you, beautiful. I love you, and I and I am so grateful that you wrote this for me. And I need believe me, this is something I need to read every day. You know this because you speaking something to my heart. You're telling me something about myself that I need to be reminded of every single day so that I can express myself in these ways. 
And my greatness. So what I want to do now, my beautiful queen, is we're going to go to a commercial. You know, we've got to pay the bill. And um, we will come back. Family, hold tight. We are going to come back in just a few minutes after we play this commercial. And we will go into another portion of the book where I'm going to be reading an excerpt about my experience uh, in Jamaica. And with the other woman. woman. Now we can make juicy, juicy, juicy stuff. (laughs) Oh, my God. Tell me soon, come back.
healing circle where we inspire awareness, motivation, and ideas for all areas of your life. On Sundays, we have Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show aims to inspire people as it seeks to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Monday, we have Totally Hold with Pastor Cook. This show addresses issues surrounding mental health and spirituality. On Thursdays, it's four to five different shows a month. On the first Thursday of the month, we have Total Empowerment with Angela Hardy, where beauty and strength are celebrated and enhanced inside and out. And on the second Thursday of the month, we have One Love, One Connection, One Us with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey, where they give you ideas and strategies on how to create, attract, and transform your relationship into a spiritual union. And on the third Thursday of the month, we have the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. This show is for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. And on the fourth Thursday of the month, we have the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner workings of the mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. And on the fifth Thursday of the month, we have Healing Paradigms with Reverend Arlene Cahet. This show aims to provide a shift in perspective that provides healing and personal growth. And on Friday, we have Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition with Bonnie Walters and Zilana. This is sex talk like you've never heard it before. This is the Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio. All shows from Sunday through Thursday start at 7 p.m. and on Friday at 7.30 p.m. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Family Healing Circle Media. This is the Family Healing Circle where we heal the mind, body, and soul. And welcome back to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Uh, I am your host, V, and I'm here with the amazing and wonderful Janine and Ingram, Lady Love. Hey, lady. Hey. Hey. So thank you, family, for holding tight to get through uh, that break that we needed to take just now. And... um, so we are, for those who are just joining us, we are talking tonight about my new book, Jamaica, A Memoir of Miracles, Manifestations, Love. This is my official launch. We had a kind of a soft launch a couple of weeks ago on our show, and so this is our my official launch where I am coming out, coming out, coming out with my brand-new New York Times number one bestseller. I affirm it. Janine just said it in the foreword, and I just had the pleasure of reading the foreword of my book written by Janine Ingram. So, Janine, I chose this topic tonight because it is one of the most um, profound experiences that I had on my journey. And, you know, when you get married, and I, and I talk about my journey and how I, how I got to the point of being married, um, but I'm going to let the family read that. But when you get married, you, just, you get married with the intention that it's going to be you and your man, you and your boo. 
forever and ever, amen, till death do you part or whatever you decided you want to have in your experience. And um, I happen to have been on my third marriage, and I just knew that this was it. I knew that this was the man that, you know, God had blessed me with, that I was going to share the rest of my life with. And, you know, I met him in Florida. We had this automatic divine connection, and he was of another race. He was Italian. I'm African-American. But I didn't let that stop me because, you know, I'm you know I'm just people of people. I just, I'm one love kind of person, you know. I just love people who they are. And I had an amazing journey. Um, Tony and I, you know, came together. We fell in love. We got married up at Unity Village. And when we left, um, we, we, you know, had a beautiful opportunity to go to Jamaica and to um, live on the island for a period of time. And everything was wonderful and beautiful, um, but as life would have it, uh, something happened between us. And, again, I don't want to give away too much of the book, but we had an experience together, and um, the next thing I knew there was another woman. There was another woman in my home. And so I want to start with this reading, my prayer. I walked out the back door and found a secluded area on the property. Oh, let me let me just give you a little background. I, we, at this particular time, we are living on a retreat center called Palm Ridge Retreat, which is, which is one of my dreams as well, one of my passions was to have a retreat center. And so I'm at, at the retreat center when I'm when I'm writing this. I walked out the back door and found a secluded area on the property. I sat there under a tree and cried and cried. How could he do this to me? How could he be so cruel? I don't deserve to be treated like this. Was I being a victim? Then my heart turned to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, as I stand here watching him stroke her hair, massage her shoulders and breasts, and play with her, I realize there is such a passion in him for her, the passion he once had for me. God, I know this is not what you would have for your daughter. I wish I could make it different, and I wish I could handle sharing love like this. But I am not there yet, Father. In my heart, I would never deny him his pleasure. That's not for me to do. I certainly wouldn't want anyone to deny me mine. God, I know we are supposed to have a sacred bond when we marry another, but how do you change a heart? How do you ignore love when it shows up at your door? I really do bless them and their love for one another, and I know I must let go. I cannot fight this love triangle anymore. It's life. It's the things I cannot change. It's the acceptance and the knowing I cannot hinder what love has brought together. You, Holy Spirit, to give me the strength and courage I need to let go 
and the grace and love of myself to help me move on with my life. The one regret I do have, Lord, is that I did not create the healing center I asked you to bless me with. But at least I had my dream retreat center for just a moment. For this, I am grateful. Thank you, God. So I just want to share a little bit about that experience. Um, My husband fell in love with another woman and brought her into our home. And I was placed in a position of having to uh, deal with that situation. Um, And I handled it in a way um, that I have been criticized for. Um, I handled it in a way that I felt that I was supposed to because that's what God told me to do. And I had to become something. You know, we we talk a lot about, uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith talks about what do you have to become. I had to become something, someone totally different uh, in order to just deal with the situation as it was. I was in a country. I was my my sole um, my sole um, income was my husband, and so I did not. You know, I felt like I didn't have an out, a way out, and I really did. I won't say I didn't have a way out because I had a ticket to leave, but I didn't want to give up. I wasn't ready to give up. I wasn't ready to give up. I wasn't ready to give up my dream to be in Jamaica. I wasn't ready to give up my dream to be at the retreat center. And I could have done a whole lot of things differently, but what I chose to do, I think, has made me the most amazing woman that I am today. I chose love. I could have, you know, I I wrote in the um, write-up about the other woman, you know, is she a whore? Is she a bitch? Do you want to scratch her eyes out? Do you want to key her car? Do you want to send her nasty messages? And um, I'm not saying that I didn't have those um, thoughts and feelings about this young lady at the time. I had a lot of thoughts and feelings. Um, But what what I came through with that was I learned to love. I learned to love. I learned to love him I learned to love her. And some women, of course, would say, how in the world? I mean, I've had to say to me, are you crazy? How in the world would you even accept that? I would have kicked her ass. I would have beat him up. I would have did this. I would have did that. But I say to people all the time, you'll never know what you'll do until you get in that situation. And because I am a praying woman and because I was in a – really amazing place to to go to God in prayer and to seek the Lord, you know, God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And God said, love it. And so what are you supposed to do with that? When God is whispering in your ear, love it? And it wasn't even a whisper. This was a loud love it. Oh, my God, you said, what do you mean, love it? Love him, love her, and love this experience. And so, again, without 
sharing everything that I talk about in the book because I really want you to read the experience for yourselves. I learned how to love this woman and um, to experience something that um, was out of the ordinary in that experience, um, but which also was an amazing um, life experience for me. So I want to throw it out to you, Janine. Did you have any questions that you wanted to ask me about this experience, or that you, you know, that you may think that the family may want to know more about? Um, I know a lot of people deal with the other woman. A lot of people have had this experience. Some people have been the other woman. How are we supposed to really look at things? You know, there's always this blame thing that goes around. You know, it's his fault. It's her fault. But <coughs> Janine and will say to you, as uh, beautiful Yellen Ranzant would say, you are drawn to each of your experiences energetically. So somehow I call this experience into my life energetically. And I tell you one thing I do know is that when I stopped being loving to my husband, when I stopped being the loving, caring soulmate came to know, I left the door open. I opened it wide for someone else to come in. So I do take full responsibility for that. So, Shanine, I'm going to pass it on to you and see if there's anything you want to share about this. What did you get out of it? I do, I do, I do. Let me just tell you. First of all, you know, being married for 32 years, I don't care if you stop loving or whatever, you can't ever, ever take full responsibility for someone else's action. You can't take full responsibility for someone's action. That I would not let you have. Second of all, I don't ne- I never understand how we want to beat women up and stuff like that because the woman don't didn't even probably know you. Didn't even probably know you she he was married to you. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we take things out on women and they, they don't have a responsibility if they don't know that the man is married. And you know what I'm saying? A lot of times men don't say, well, you know, I'm married, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so exactly. Was, so, you know, we don't really know what kind of information she had. But getting back to you, just getting back to you, I still say that I have, I still honor you, though, sister. I honor you because I'm sure that is the place God wanted you to be in, is to love it. And whatever that means, love it to you. What does love it mean to you? Let's talk about that because that's what I really wanted to actually understand more. When you said God said love it, do you? does that mean you love? What What does that mean? Well, what what I heard God say was love him, love her, and love the experience. So in other words, rather than me being in resistance and being, you know, wanting to fight, you know, and calling her all kinds of names and, you know, going after him and all the things that a lot of times people do, mm-hmm. God put me in a position of learning how to love everything, love everything, love this experience. The only way that you're going to move through this, Zakia, is for you to love it. As long as you resist it, it's going to be up in your face. So I took that as let me embrace this experience, accept it, Mm -hmm. because I cannot change. I could not change 
the love that they had found in each other. I could not change the way he saw her. I could not change the fact that she showed up on the front door (laughs) the day after I left. She was there. That don't just happen out of the blue. I think it's a divine plan. That's just me. But oh no no no! I'm sure it probably was a divine plan, you know. Um, but I'm yeah, just saying. I just wanted to understand what did love it mean? Yeah. Well, love it meant don't resist it. Love it meant accept things you cannot change. You know, you can't change a person's heart. I mean, I've been there. So um, I had to. What I felt that I had to do was just that, just to say, okay, well, this is it. I chose to do things a little bit differently than I think a lot of people would because, like I said, most people may have just said, I'm getting on the plane and I'm going back home. But I, again, my my um, my love for the purpose for me being there was more than this situation. I was there because I had a and I wanted my retreat center, and I was not ready to let that go, and I wasn't ready to give up on a lot of that. And then plus, I said, you know, this is my marriage. You know, I didn't just get into this thing just to, you know, I wanted to just see how we could work it out. And eventually it did work out. And and I don't know if this is too um, much of a question to ask, when you say love it and accept it, does that mean the three of you all became a polygamous relationship or was accepting mean well, I allowed them to be in the relationship and I went for another relationship and stayed here? What does what does that look like? So you told me to tell a whole story, right? <laughs> oh, okay. So um, you know what, that's for the book if you want them to read the book. Well, yeah, um, it is in the book, and, and I do share that. But, but you know, it's, I don't have any problem with sharing that here. Yes, I did. We did get into uh, a threesome. <laughs> um, I learned, to, okay, so what I learned to do was accept her. I, I embraced her as my sister. And, you know, this was after we had a really long talk. And she even said to me, I will back out. I, first of all, she said she did not know that I was, that he was married. He said, my wife is not, is, I'm not, my wife left me, is that what he said? So she's thinking, you know, oh, well, Lord, this, oh, my goodness, this poor man, his wife done rolled out on him. So uh, she did not have full disclosure. Um, and she was, she's genuinely a really, really beautiful person. And I came to love that about her. I came to understand her need and desire and her and her attraction to Tony. I mean, he he got me like that. The first time I saw him, he got me. Bam. And um obviously he had the same um had the same kind of uh, effect on her. And so I just couldn't see her as a terrible person. I couldn't see her as a homewrecker. I couldn't see her as a bitch and a whore and all those things that we want to call each other. And, and you know, you coming in to wreck my marriage. No, that wasn't the case. And so after some time and after going through a lot of turmoil, inner turmoil, outer turmoil, and a whole lot of up and down and in and out, 
I finally just embraced it, and it did lead to us becoming one, one love. It did absolutely lead to that. Um, eventually, you know, things did change, but that was an experience for that moment. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, it's something about Jamaica for me. I ain't going to speak for anybody else, but there's something about the magic of Jamaica. You could find yourself, I don't even know, in anything, doing anything, being anything. It's just the ambiance. It's just the vibe. It's just the beauty. It's just the amazingness of this island for me that allowed me to be open to that. If I were here, I probably would not have, but that I felt open. I felt comfortable. I mean, this was my husband. And, you know, this was this woman who I had come to learn to love. And and that was our experience. So does that answer your question? Oh, wow. No, that, that answered my question. It did answer my question. I just, you know, um, was thinking about an interview that I heard. Um, I think it was a, one of the ladies that you one of the interviews you sent me, and uh, the lady was talking about polygamy. She said that we must first master self, master monogamy before we can master polygamy. And I was just thinking, wow, what an interesting process that you had to go through in order to get whatever your highest and best good was out of that particular situation. And you know what? I never thought about it being polygamy. I mean, you know, I just, I never thought about it, you know, if I had really paid any attention to that word with relationship to that particular experience or to my experience, period. But, um, you know, I get it now that that was, you know, that we were definitely, um, you know, living in that um, in that experience. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, I, I, when I say I've had an amazing life, I have had an amazing life. I have done some things that many people wouldn't even think about doing. And and yes, here I am. You know, I got through it. Um, you know, we, you know, Tony and I resolved well, our... This. How was the breakup? I mean, how did you all decide, well, we're no longer... Did you and Tony decide to stay together and she leave? Did he and her go, all three of y'all separate? How did the breakup go? Okay, so um, actually the, a hurricane, <laughs> a hurricane <laughs> uh, broke us up. Um, you know, we were we had gotten caught in, in Hurricane Ivan, and um, my family said, bring your ass home. Come on home. My mama said, well, bring yourself home. I don't want you all the way over there. And um, I knew that I had to make some decisions. You know, I knew I wasn't going to stay like that. You know, even though I, even though I had accepted that situation, I knew I, knew I wasn't going to live the rest of my life with him and this other woman. So I knew that wasn't going to happen because I still had hurt in my heart. I still, you know, had feelings. You know, I still was going through that. And I felt like, Okay, God has sent me this hurricane. I need to get away for a while so I can reevaluate my marriage and what's going to happen with the rest of my life. So I came back. I came back to the States. And so while I was here, I had, you know, a lot of opportunity to think, and I got a lot of spiritual guidance. I, you know, I sat with my 
couple of my uh, spiritual teachers, my minister at One God, One Thought Center, uh, Reverend Burnett, she gave me counseling, uh, Swami, another counselor, he, I mean, another minister gave me counseling. Um, mm-hmm. And I did a lot of prayer. And, um, so, and then, so do you, you know, think what you heard when you heard God say, do you think God was saying, well, let's do it this way. Let's, all three of us do this. That's what you think that you heard when you heard God say love it? Is that what you meant when God said love it? No, I don't think that that was what God was saying. You mean for us to get into a threesome relationship? Is that what you mean? Did, a, mm-hmm. Is that what you meant? No, I yeah. don't think that that was it. I don't think that I don't think that that was it at all. I think that God was telling me to embrace the the situation. And again, and I, I go back to not resisting because I because you can't get the lesson. This is my understanding. You can't get the lesson. I couldn't get my lesson of unconditional love if I was going to still be angry that this was happening, if I was still going to be blaming him and blaming her and, you know, all this stuff that, you know, that I did go through. So you said that that when you came back, you still had some residue. So while you were in the... the, um, process of being in the uh, embracing the threesome process were there times when you felt jealous were there times when you felt like he was giving her more attention did you did any of that come up for you oh my god (laughs) well i just finished reading about it you know he's he's sitting out on the veranda and you know he's playing with her breasts and going all down in her panties and you know and he was doing this in front of some other people that we had at the retreat center, and I was absolutely, I was embarrassed. You know, here I am, the wife, and, you know, she's the woman, and people are, like, confused. At this time, we had a lot of people at the retreat center, and they're, like, confused. Well, wait a minute. How is, I thought she was the wife, and he, he, <laughs> who is she, and why is he all over her? And, you know, I was, and I was embarrassed. I was I was hurt. I felt violated. I felt, you know, I felt a whole bunch of stuff, you know. And and when he would, you know, and especially when I was in the room down the hall and he was in the bedroom with her. So, um, you know. I don't know how else to explain it. It was horrible. I cried. I mean, I laid in my bed and cried many a crocodile tear. And would get up the next morning and have to sit there, breakfast with them, and act like, you know, everything was okay. Um, So, you know, I did a lot of, you know, like I said, inner work, a lot of writing, forgiveness, forgiveness. I prayed, boy, I prayed, I prayed up and down that retreat, and I would walk that retreat and a night and day and night and day and night and day and time. Like God, what in the world? God, come on, God, tell me something. What do I have to do? What did I do? So he sends you a hurricane and said, "Get that blah blah out of here now." <laughs> God sent the hurricane to remove me from the situation so that I could reevaluate what was going to happen, and then eventually um, they they stopped seeing each other. God took that away. Just They just stopped seeing each other. No, he wasn't 
you know, he I guess he had lost interest after a while. You know how well, I won't use I won't say that but No, don't um, it was it was <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just a thing for it's just a fling for a minute and I think he just, you know, he wasn't in it anymore, he wasn't it wasn't lighting his fire up anymore and then all of a sudden he decided that he wanted his wife back. And so we started working on communicating and, you know, talking and uh and eventually I did go back and um and the rest of the story is in my memoir, and I want right, people well. to really to read. <laughs> I want people to to really read it. But um, but yeah, it's and it's a, it's an experience, and you know, I really wanted to you know, I'm gonna open up the lines in just a couple minutes and ask people if they want to ask any questions or make any comments. But um, for for sisters that may be going through this. I am not going to tell you that you to do it my way because my way was truly different. But one of the things I will say is that to me it never settles anything to stay in anger and bitterness and resentment. That does not solve or heal anything. And what I wanted most was healing. I wanted most to to come out of this, you know, a better person. Um, I didn't want this thing hanging over my head because I don't, that's not how I've ever wanted to live my life. I never wanted to be angry and bitter and resentful and hating people. And No, I never wanted that. So that was one of the things that I worked on. And um, if you find yourself in a situation where, um, you know, your your spouse is, you know, engaging in another relationship, I just encourage you to you know, do your work, do your prayer work, do your forgiveness work, uh, learn self-love, 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 big time, big time, learning to love ourselves. And, um, you know, who knows? I mean, sometimes, it, sometimes it'll work itself out to the point where you and your beloved will reunite and, and get past that, or maybe it's time for you to move on your separate ways. Um, but never, but, and the other thing, Jenny, you said it so clearly, we always, you know, this whole thing about us wanting to hate the other woman, but nobody's, how come we don't hold the man responsible, you know, for stepping out on the marriage? He was the one that was married. He was the one that made the commitment. And a lot of times we want to always take it out on the woman. So, um, you know, and, and with her, it was different because, again, she did not know, you know, the whole truth. Some women do know that, that you know, the woman, the man is married and, and they'll choose to, to be in that relationship, and that's definitely a whole other thing. So um, I know it's um, it's like a little bit before going on the 9 o'clock hour, and I do want to give people an opportunity to come in and, and ask me some questions. You know, you don't have to, you know, just about this part of the book, if there's anything about the book that you'd like to know or about me, um, that would be wonderful. Or if you want to talk about this topic, um, that would be great. Can we can we do that, Janine? You want to open up the line? Yeah, because you, you, we're in and now, right? Yeah, we get ready to, um, yeah, the show's getting ready to be over in about 10, 15 minutes. Oh, wow, time went by so fast. I know. <laughs> I know, it always goes by when you're having fun. So, uh, family, if there is anything that you'd like to contribute to this conversation or if there's anything that you'd like to ask me, please press the number one 
to get into the queue, and um, and we would welcome you in. And in the meantime, Janine, if there isn't anyone that um, wanted to share anything, I would like to take a moment to let the family know that um, you can get Jamaica a memoir of Miracles, Manifestations, Love by going on to my website, www.jamaicamemoir.com. And there's a PayPal button. You can press the button, take you to PayPal. It's uh, $14.95 for the book. And um, you can get a copy that way. And or you can go to Amazon.com. I'm so proud to say my book is on Amazon and uh, under Jamaica, a memoir by Zakia Amida. And you can order a copy there. And I would invite you, you know, giving the gift of a book is can be a treasure for a lifetime because most of the time, especially for people who love to read, um, they keep books around forever. You know, they pass them on to generations and generations. And um, I would love for you to share this book with uh, someone. Bye for a friend. <clears throat> so, and you can also reach me at Jamaica. Memoir at gmail dot com. If you have anything that you'd like to share with me or um, give me any reviews on the book, I would certainly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look like we have anybody that wants to ask anything, Janine. Was there anything else that comes up for you about this uh, about this topic or about anything in the book? Awesome. Nobody has any questions about being the other woman or being messed around on, huh? That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought okay, this I would think, be a look, very... Just when, you, just when you said that, somebody popped their hand up. So let me go ahead and uh, bring in 917-445. Welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so happy to be here. Am I being heard Okay. Yes, you certainly are beautiful. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you, my queen. I love you so much. Peace and blessings to you, lady, love and life. (laughs) I just want to say, (laughs) thank you. I just want to say, the opening, when you was reading the first time, I did pick up that you was going in and out on some parts of it and whatnot, but the music behind it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. even though you was reading it, the energy felt great. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And uh, and I just want you to know that you are such a beautiful, amazing woman. Um, from the first time I met you, you is so soft. You kind. You gentle. You you is just love. You is the epitome of love. And you love life, and, the, and I love that so much about you, you know, because when I see you, I see love, I feel love, you know, because I just see the way you love life, you know, beautiful, you know, and I just want to thank you uh, for that, for you being who you are. Also, I have I been have the other one. Other I have one. been the other woman, and I have been cheated on, and no, I did not go after her, I went after him uh, because it was it was him 
that went out on me. So I attacked him. I did not attack her. Also, I love your beautiful prayer that you prayed. Um, You opened yourself up to God, and you let him know exactly how you were feeling. And I felt all of that. Even though I wasn't there, it was as if I was there, you know, and... And the way that you open yourself up, it was just so beautiful. I absolutely loved it. And I don't think that I could have handled it the way, I don't, I don't think I could have loved it the way that you loved it, but it was your experience, it was your journey for you to get what you need to get from it. So for me, for you, it was a beautiful experience for you to get what you needed. So um, I'm thankful and grateful for uh, your book. I'm glad you uh, gave birth to her so that we all can come to know and, and, and experience what you have experienced because your experience are, are such amazing experience that you do in love. You know, there's no way I could have had another woman up in my house like that and, and have love for that person. I don't believe I could do that. But because of who you are, you were able to do it and be healed. So that was your journey for your healing. So I am thankful and grateful that you do take care of yourself and that you are going through what you need to go through for your healing. So I thank you, I love you, and I am complete. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, lovely. You said a mouthful. Thank you so much, my beautiful sister. I love you so much, and I appreciate you um, for sharing, you know, everything that you said about me and also about your experience. And thank you for, um, you know, being one of the ones that, you know, you know, don't want to, you know, go take it out on the woman, the the other woman. I I appreciate you. You know, I, I kind of, I've never been the other woman. And so it's kind of hard for me to to put myself in that position. But the one thing that I got to know about this particular young lady was that her heart was pure. All she wanted was love. All she was looking for was the same thing all of us are looking for, and that's love. She happened to find it in a man that happened to be married. Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of hard to deal with that, especially when you're already in it, and then all of a sudden you find out the truth. You know, well, wow. So what are you supposed to do with those feelings? So I just, you know, I just couldn't blame her. I just could not find it in my heart to have any animosity and hatred for her when she's only looking for the same thing that I have looked for all my life and that so many of us have looked for, and that is love. The thing that I find, you know, happens a lot of times is that when there's no truth, when the truth is not told, when when the man is not honest and upright and say, you know, hey, I am married. You know, if he had said, I am married, my wife and I had a fight, you know, she's left, um, don't know really how things are going to go, but, um, you know, I just want you to know. Then that would have been a different thing. If she had come into it with that understanding, it could have been a totally different thing. She also could have chosen 
when when I did come back, she could have chosen to leave. But again, mm-hmm. she her her heart was already wrapped up in it. Uh-huh. And a lot of times you don't even know what men are saying. Now you know I don't want to kind of throw the brothers under the bus with this one, but I mean it is what it is. A lot of times you don't know what they're saying to the other person. You know they telling mm-hmm. you one thing and they telling them something else. So you know you it's, you just kind of have to weigh the situation as it is for each individual. And let me say this to you. Love, I've had many people say to me, oh, girlfriend, no way in the world would I have been able to do it the way you did it. And I guess uh-huh. it wasn't supposed to be anybody. That was supposed to be my experience. And I guess that's why right. it's so beautiful because that's what's going to make this book so amazing and so awesome yeah. for people to read uh, and to get that, oh, my gosh. Wow, that she did she did that? She how you know, mm-hmm. how do you do that? You know, how do you how do you how do you do that, you know? And the only thing I can say to that is I it couldn't have been me. It only had to be God because of myself yeah. and my flesh and my ego, I would not have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I ask well, God, God, you got to take over. You got to do this. You got to intervene in this situation, Lord. I say, one of the things that I say is I started praying again, Lord, I need you to intervene and bring me peace about this situation. I knew I couldn't change the love Tony and Nellie had for each other. The only thing I could change was my thoughts and feelings about it. So that was, you know. So when you turn it over to God, you never know how it's going to turn out. I just say be open and receptive to to whatever God has for you because it can only make you better. And I'm a yes, better yes, person today. Yes. yes. Now, what did what did it do for yourself? What did it do for your self esteem? Well, one of the things that I would what, what I learned to do at that on that experience was I did learn to love myself. I learned to. Um, cause I, you know, it's, loving myself had always been a struggle in my life. You know, um, really, you know, getting it that I was okay the way I am. And, you know, I, I struggled with that all my life. And I think I became more empowered in this situation. I, um, I, When I learned unconditional love, I didn't just learn unconditional love for, for Tony and unconditional love for Nellie. I learned unconditional love for myself because I blamed myself a lot. You know, in the beginning... Oh, it was my fault. If I hadn't have done this, if I hadn't have done that, then I we would have never broke up. And you know, I drove him to this, and um, so you know, I had to learn in that experience to be more loving and you know, be more accepting of myself. And it's still a journey. You know, it's still a journey I go through today. But that was one of the things that really helped me get through it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think know, that I was as empowered. I, I didn't think that I had that kind of power. And in the beginning, I felt powerless because I mm-hmm. did feel like you know, you know, why am I here in the other room and she's in my room? She's in my bed with my man. I felt powerless, but the but I realized that I was more powerful because I was able to transform that and make it turn into a 
blessing rather than a curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, you were yeah. something. Um. Yeah. I was. I was. No. I was just going to say. I was, some, I'm. I just remember some of the things that was being spoke about. You know, it is a two way street here. It's not just that. What did the man say? You know, it, it can all be, also be the woman who does this as well. I'm not speaking that in your case, but sometimes women don't speak and say where they are in their in their life as far as relationship goes as well. And mm-hmm. also. From my own experience, when the thrill is gone, you know you moving on. See, because when you in a when you dipping and diving around like that, it becomes a thrill because you know you go out of the, you go out of out of out of the way places. See, you don't play in your own backyard. You know, you go somewhere on another playground and you play and you have fun. You know, then after a while, you know it's like you know I'm done with this. You know, I need some more thrill seeking going. So you just move on. And sometimes that's what the case is, and I'm complete. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. You know, everybody, everything is different. Every situation is different. Um, you know, I guess if we lived in a perfect world, uh, you know, things would just be on the up and up all the time. Um, I, I I was wondering if there was anyone that, you know, might be on the line that has been the other woman. I don't know, Janine, if you if you've either um, had that experience or you know of one. Because I've often wondered, um, because that's not something I know in my heart that I could do. And I and especially after having had this experience, I know I would never want to put another woman through anything like that. I don't care how much I fell in love with this guy. I'm not putting another sister through anything like that. I just wonder what it takes inside of a woman to know that there is another woman's, you know, that this woman's, that this man is some woman's husband. And what does it take inside of them to, you know, to be that person that is getting ready to, you know, either wreck the marriage or, you know, some women will say, well, I, I really added to the marriage. I really helped him, you know, have a better marriage because I was his thing on the side and she wasn't giving him what he needed. So, um, okay, I see someone who has their hand uh, open. And, so I wanted to uh, answer the question that oh. you asked. Okay, okay, go ahead. You want, you want is somebody, you, want, you can go ahead and take the other call. Nope, I'm going to give it to you first and then we'll go and grab the other person. Go ahead. Well, you know, being, I I used to say, oh, I'll never mess around with a married man. Oh, my God. When I went through my phase, um, Brenton and I was broke up, and I was kind of going through some stuff I was having. I was going, and my life was turned inside out on me, when I tell you. And I kind of knew that this guy was married, but I didn't really care because I wanted what I was wanting. I was being selfish, and I never really felt like the other woman because I have a way of getting what I want when I want it and how I want it. I mean, the money, the sex, everything. And, but it was the relationship that turned my life inside out um, in terms of learning to love me. Um, but when I went in it, I went in it with my eyes open, knowing and knowing that very well it wasn't for me, knowing that I shouldn't be there, but I wanted to do it because I had this, it was something in my body, something in my heart, and, and I gave in to it, and I did it. And, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God, I I just, I learned so much about myself. 
I was I didn't even realize how bold and how I was, if I told you the stuff I did, you would be like, "What?" Your mouth would be open because you don't have enough time. But I tell you, it. I'm not proud of. I'm sure of how um, the other one, his wife, but she wasn't the other woman. It was his wife. Well, I'm sure I, I didn't do a good job at that, and that's why I, I let the relationship go because you know I believe in sisterhood and I believe that we should not um, do things to people that we don't want done to us, and so. In that, I let it go, but and it was also the relationship. But to tell you the truth, because it was the relationship that took me inside the middle of my bed and asked me, and I had to ask myself, stop the run and let me off because I don't understand. And it was the it was the relationship that turned my life around. It, it, it made me lady love. So the interesting thing is, at the same time, when we look at things. And I'm not advocating people to mess around on somebody or nothing like that or be some uh, the other woman, but it was the relationship that propelled me to my greatest self. Is that strange? But it was. I mean, the sex, oh, my God. I can't go there. But it was just everything was amazing, the conversation, the intellectual, but he had a voracious appetite for women. Oh, my God, he was a liar. He didn't, he didn't honor his word or none of the stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I never felt like the other woman, though. So I don't know. I don't even know what it really feels like because I felt like I was getting what I wanted. I was the one who said, no, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to leave this alone. I had his credit card putting gas in my car, buying my children's stuff, all kind of crazy stuff. Didn't make any sense. I don't know, but I did do it. Yeah, so (laughs) what did it feel like to you? You said you never felt like the other women, but but you knew, and and at the same time you said, but you didn't care. No, really didn't care. I didn't think. Life. But I want to say that I I didn't care. I didn't think about it. I didn't like. But then when I when I start coming back to myself, like okay, my court case was over. I was getting ready. You know, everything was starting in. I didn't know how my life was going to turn. Um, my sister just had found out she had cancer. The FBI was asking me about some stuff. I had uh, a Mexican mafia for I owed the street guy hundred grand. It was just a lot of stuff going on in my life and it was it was my solace place. It was the place that, you know, was just I don't know girl. It was just I was I, I don't know girl. I was just I don't even know who that girl was. <laughs> and you know and that's so real that is so real, Janine, because you know, that's the that's one of the things that I keep saying, you know, even when I look back at the experience and even when I talk about it, and people say, "Well, how did you do this?" I don't know. I can't even. It's one of those things that you can't really explain. Some things just cannot be explained. You know, you're in the experience. You're in the moment. That's what happens. Would you make another decision at another particular time of your life? Absolutely, absolutely. But well, you know that's what it is for me. at that particular time, and that's where I was at that particular time, and that's a decision I made, and that's a decision you made. But I mean, that that but, to me is a lot. But let me say this: what happened? When, that's why I don't say what I want and will not do anymore. Because yes, absolutely, life can take you through a point, baby. It can knock you upside your head, turn you inside out, make you flip, and you be like, and then you in this place where you don't even give a f about life no more. You just don't give up. 
You're like, I don't give a damn about nothing. I'm going to just tell you the truth. That's where I was. If it wasn't for my children, if it wasn't for them, it would. I would I would have probably went somewhere and been somewhere else. But it was just that I had to come back to myself, I guess, in some kind of way in order to be the mother I needed to be. But at that point in my life, I just I felt like I was sick and tired. I've been through all this stuff as a kid, and I just didn't care. I mean, I, I didn't care about people, things, because it didn't seem like people and things cared about me. So why should I care about them? And that's kind of the attitude I had. And I didn't, and you just, you know, but what happens is when I begin to really get into the space of hearing God, then I learned why I had attracted all this stuff in my life and where I was and, the, and how the emotional roller coaster because there was so much healing that needed to take place. There was so much. I had put a, a veil over my heart, and so I wasn't feeling life. And so life wasn't feeling me. And so I I just allowed myself to, you know, flirt with something that I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been playing with fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we play with them fires. We play with them fire, But, you know, um, and and on the opposite side for me, when I said I don't give a fuck, I was just wrapped up in this whole thing. I'm like, well, look, you know, what is that saying? You know, if you can't beat them, join them. So, so that night that I gave into uh, being in this threesome, you know, we were hanging out in the in the pool, and I just went with the flow. I just went with the flow, and that's when I said I just don't give a fuck. This is this is this is it. I'm just going to do this thing, and, you know, and, you know, that was my experience. And, and, and it, was, it was what it was. But, but, again, it wasn't something that I decided that I wanted to continue, but um, that, that's what felt right at the time, and that's what, that's, you know, that's what works. So um, I, I love what you said, never say never. And that's why one of the things uh-huh. I first said when we first started talking is that, you know, people will say, well, I would never have done it this way. You'll never know what you'll do until you get in a situation. That's, you know, pretty much I can say about that. Thank you so much, beautiful. And I do want to bring in this other other caller. Let me say this one more thing. When you're emotionally drained with life, sometimes you find yourself doing stuff that you won't normally do. And that's kind of where I was. I was just emotionally drained. And and really, it was what gave me the energy to pep myself back up, stop going all the way down and then being there and then saying, what What are you doing? You know, and it really it really ignited myself into finding myself again for me. Mm-hmm. And then I want to ask you one more thing before, before we get out of here, I just want to read something to us that I want everybody to think about when we leave. So go ahead and take the caller, and then I want to read something. Okay. All right. We're going to bring in caller on 301-659. Welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Peace, Queen. Peace, love. Peace. God bless you. How are you, darling? Thank you. Good. Great discussion. Great topic. I can't wait to get my book so that I can read more about your experience. And uh, I just wanted to chime in on the other woman because <laughs> I have been the other woman and I have been the wife who found out 
talked about the other woman. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. And as far as being the other woman, um, what I discovered in being in that place was just how much I didn't value myself. Mm. And had I not had the experience, I would not have learned to value myself. Mm-hmm. And so everything in my life that has ever happened, and I do mean everything, the most painful things, the most embarrassing things, the most shameful things have all been for my benefit. And I believe that 100%, regardless of what it may look like to somebody else, when it was all said and done, I was like, oh, this is what I learned in that situation. So the last relationship that I had that I was in, that I was the other woman, I really had to stop and pause and think about why this man showed up in my life. Who was I being in that moment that I attracted him? And what decisions Mm. was I making about myself because of relationships? And it was it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me in a lot of ways because it woke me up. Because a lot of times how I learn, <laughs> and it is what it is, is like I get smacked upside the head by the universe. I don't normally pick up the clues. I mean, in that instance, I wasn't picking up the clues, the soft, subtle clues. Hey, maybe this isn't the way to go. Maybe that's not something you should do. Um, but the lesson that I got, I got a really, really good lesson in self-love from being in that place with him and being in that relationship with him because there were days when it finally ended that I had to choose me, and I had never done that before, never, never chose myself, and there were days that I wanted to call him and I would have to sit on my hands to prevent myself from calling him because it felt uncomfortable to choose myself because I was always used to putting, well, what about this person and how 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 will they feel if I do this or what what will happen to them if I do that? And so I learned boundaries. I learned healthy boundaries by having that experience. And I don't regret it. I'm not proud of it, but I don't regret it because I I had to learn that lesson. So I just wanted to share it from that perspective. It's not something I would ever do again because I know what, I know what the ending looks like <laughs> of being in a relationship with someone who's married. And um, anyway, I just want to chime in. That's my two cents. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful that you came on and and shared your perspective, and you too, Janine. You know, that's so important, what you said about um, not valuing yourself, because I guess that's what I was thinking, is that you have to kind of be in a place where, you you know, you're not thinking the best about yourself if you're putting yourself in, in the third 
as the third person. And 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 I want to respond to what Jackie asked earlier when she was asking about the self-esteem issue. I do think that at that particular time, my self-esteem was at an all-time low because mm-hmm. I was accepting being the other woman. I was accepting being the other woman. Now here, here you are. You know, you're the other woman going into the relationship, and then here I am already in the relationship, but I'm actually the other woman in this relationship. So, um, so and, and I like to, and, and I like I, to interject. Yeah. So you you do have um, a, some sense of um, esteem, but it's not necessarily to the point where you may be thinking. Like sometimes it may show up like low self-esteem, but and it is all about coming to total self-love. But some women may not think of it as not valuing themselves because you're getting what you want. Like when you think, like for me, whenever I call, I, I was going to give me, he was going to pick up the call. Whenever I wanted whatever I wanted, he was going to give it to me. You know, I wasn't worried. You know, to me, if you would have said to me I had a low self-esteem, I would not have believed you because the thing I wanted, I got. That doesn't mean I didn't have a low self-esteem, though. So I'm just saying it don't always look like, oh, you know, well, I got to wait. I got to do this for the, you know. Sometimes people are married, but they treat the other woman better than they treat the woman in the house. Mm-hmm. Not to say mm-hmm. that she doesn't have a low self-esteem because that's not a that's not good. But I'm saying it, some women might be on here and be like, oh, not me. I got a good self-esteem. But if you putting yourself in that position, I'm sure your esteem is not the most powerful or where you should be in terms of loving and honoring yourself. But I just wanted to show you that it don't always look like a low self-esteem. And I just wanted to interject that. Mm-hmm. Because I believe you know, everybody's walk is different. I believe everybody's walk, whatever. It is. But this is the thing that I'm that, learning with um, grief. But if, hold on, everybody. You would have told me back then that I had a low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Khadija, I would have told you no, no, no. Mm-mm. So I'm saying it don't always look like it. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying it don't always look like it. Right. And people no, don't. No, I get you. It. I agree oh, okay. with you. I agree with you. I'm saying that everybody's walk and their reasons why they're in that situation are different, and it may mm-hmm. not look. Like you said, it may look different for you than it looked for me, you know. But, but the root is the same. Yeah. What was the What was the ultimate thing that came out of it for you? Like there was some kind of lesson that you needed to get from that experience. And Which I think that to love myself because my self esteem oh. was low. I'm a Khadija. I'm saying we were in the same space, the same root. I'm saying though, if you would have told looked me different. this. Mm-hmm. Got you. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying for you. I'm saying, <laughs> can I, but if you in, can I get in? Can I get in? If you would have told me that my self esteem was low, then I would have told you, uh uh-uh, uh, baby, I am the coldest out here, baby. I don't, you know, you, I thought I was the SHIT. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I walked in you one time, him? he was on the phone with somebody, I made him get off the phone. Uh-uh, baby, get off that phone. I'm here. <laughs> the other woman. Yes, yes, yes. I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, it just just was really silly, just being really silly. You know, but I'm grateful for the experience. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. If I had to walk my journey again, Khadija, Jackie, me, I would do it, it would. in the same way. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. 
That day sitting in the middle of that bed, that's when I learned to look in the mirror and say, baby, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. If you really want to do something, why would you want to be with somebody that only can give you nothing? What is money? What is a card? That ain't nothing. God said you are more valuable than that. You are my greatest creation. Why are you playing small in this situation? Right. So I just, the only reason why I blunt it up is because I wanted, in case some women were on here feeling like, well, that's not my experience. I'm messing around, but I don't have no low self-esteem. It's still a low self-esteem. I just wanted mm-hmm. to bring out another perspective of a low self-esteem. That's all. I say. I hear <laughs> Yeah, ja- Jackie, you wanted to say something? Did you did you say what you wanted to say, babe? I thought she said she wanted she to get in. Did she drop off? Uh, uh-huh. Oh, did she leave? I think she did. Um, yes. Wow. So that's interesting. <laughs> How we? Um, oh, okay. She's back. Okay. Uh, let me see. Because um, I think she wanted to. She wanted to get in on the conversation. Miss yes. Jackie, yes, yeah, I I love the conversation. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what? It was in this right now moment when Khadijah was talking, when I realized what was in the relationship for me when I was out there in it, and it was trust. For me, mm-hmm. it was trust. I just got it. Oh, my God. And because for me, me being the other woman and going places and doing things, I was free-spirited. I was free to be in love and laugh. I saw myself being that way. But the thing about it is I realized it was a lie. I was living a lie. I was not living nothing that was true about anything. Mm -hmm. Because, you see, I can't be seen together somewhere, you know, I can't, you know, we can't be in in our same neighborhood and be seen together so I had to go to hideaway places. So I was being in secret. I couldn't be exposed to in my own neighborhood, you know, around family and whatnot because of whom I was, who I was with. And I realized that in this moment that I had been living a lie and I always had an issue with trust, believing someone and what they're saying because I was always living a lie. Damn, I just got that. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. wow. Thank you. Oh. In essence, we always live in a lie, though, Khadija. Think about it. We always mm-hmm. live in a lie because yep. we were all living a facade trying right. to put this thing together, not really understanding that we're not valuing and honoring ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's yep. a, a awakening for all of us. We always live in a lie, mm-hmm. even me. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wow, I I lived I lived the lie. Um, what what I realized, just even in, in this having this conversation, even now, was how I was devaluing myself. You know how I was even during that period of time. I was even though I was taking the high road, but I still was allowing myself to be put. On the lower, on the lower rung, on the you know, I felt like a step stool. You know, when he said to me, when I when I said to him, I need to come back home because I had ran out of money in the place where I was staying. They said you need to go back home to your husband. We can't take care of you no more. 
I had to come back. I felt like I was crawling on my hands and knees. And then he said, well, sure, baby, you can come on back home. I said, well, what's going to happen with uh, with Nellie? He said, well, she stays. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- huh? So, I, I mean, yes, I was like, to- I was totally, it was like a kick in the gut. And I felt like definitely just what you guys are talking about, like I am being deva- I'm devaluing myself and I'm being devalued, um, you know. But you know, I, I still went through the process, and I still wouldn't take nothing for my journey today. <laughs> I'm like you, Janine. You know, I probably would do it differently, but grateful to have had the experience that I have. It, I just think that this whole conversation about being the other woman or um, experiencing the other woman in the relationship really does help us to see where we are not loving and valuing ourselves. And, um, uh, again, I don't want to put it out on the brothers but because everybody's responsible for themselves, but what I would say if there are brothers on the line is that, you know, when you decide that that's what you want to do, you want to tiptoe to, through the tulips. Remember who you, the person that you have in front of you is the person that you made the commitment with. It's you know that's a human being and that's somebody's feelings and that's someone's heart that is connected to that person. And so you know we get into this whole selfishness about what I want and what I want and what I want and what I want. And I think that that's the thing that really destroys our relationships. You know. But then you need to say that to women too, though, because there are a lot of women who mess around with their husbands. I was going to raise my hand on that. (laughs) Because there are a lot of women who mess around with their conscious choice to do what I did. I was Mm -hmm. clearly wrong. I didn't go in there, oh, he he didn't lie. I knew. Right. So, I mean, I was wrong on so many levels. And when I did my forgiveness work, I did my forgiveness work around her. Never met her, don't mm-hmm. know her, but I did my forgiveness yeah. work around her. Mm-hmm. Because energetically, I committed something to the sisterhood that I right. love today. So when I did my forgiveness work, I didn't do it around him. I did it around her. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and I that's so beautiful that to me. We- we we do have someone else that wants to get in, but that is so beautiful because I did the same thing with with the forgiveness. You know, I I wanted I wanted so much to bring uh, love and peace into the relationship with her because I never ever want to see a sister suffer. I have been there, I have done that. I don't want to ever see a sister have to suffer in any way. Can I just say and something so, really so, quick? Okay. Before you, um, and then I'm going to bow out. But I just want to say that when you get to a real place of self-love, this is what self-love looks like to me now. There's no competition. There's no hierarchy. There's no, when I see a beautiful black sister walking, any sister, like I saw two white women today, and I was like, they are fierce. Like, they are working it. Look at them. Because I saw, I see myself in them. I see my fierceness in the same way that I see them. Like we're no sep, there's no separation. And right. and to me, when you get to that place of self love, you don't look at another woman separate from you, or that's your competition, exactly. or that's your hierarchy. Exactly. So I just wanted to add that. 
And let me say this too, and, and just Khadija, let me first give you a high five, baby, and some kisses and some love, because that's that's exactly what I wanted to say. Since you said that, I, I'm gonna just add, add to what you said so eloquently, my sister. The other thing is, we gotta stop saying or seeing that we don't want to see another sister suffer. It's not about suffering; it's about us understanding this. We choose suffering. We choose suffering. We don't have to suffer. So if a woman chooses to suffer, it's the lesson she has to learn. So no choices that we make or don't make is about somebody else's suffering. It's only about our highest good to come to the place of our own learning. So even though I made that choice, whether I made that choice or not, he had all these other kind of women in his life that didn't have nothing to do with me anyway. So that was her choice to be there because of this. anyway. But because I knew that I had energetically been in her space, I sent her love, and I asked for forgiveness through the Spirit because I didn't know her and I never met her. But I didn't, not because I didn't want her to suffer. Her suffering is because of whatever she needs to learn in her life, but because I wanted her to be whole, healthy, and complete. And eventually, maybe if it was for their highest good, that their relationship could move to a place where she could be in her highest place and her highest good and joy. But if it wasn't, however that looked. But suffering is our own choosing. I just want to put that out there. We choose to suffer when we choose to constantly learn through pain because we don't have to learn through pain. We don't have to be keep getting knocked upside our head by the universe because the universe is going to keep pushing us around until we get pulled by our vision. And then when we get on our purpose, we don't have to be knocked around like that no more. So I just want you to get that idea that you don't want to see another woman suffer. You don't have anything to do with another woman suffering. Her choice is to suffer. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for for uh, clarifying that, and I guess maybe the word suffer is not the right word that I meant, but I I know I don't want to have anybody um, hurting because of something that I did, um, you know. So I just I, I'm always trying to look for what's the highest um, degree of love. What is the highest degree of love in in any situation? What is the how how? So, so let's I think about it like this, though, Z. What if we made a choice to do something and we made a choice? We all three in this energetically. Maybe, you see, we don't understand that God's ways are not like our ways. You know, when I realized that God's ways are not our ways, God set me in the middle of it when I couldn't understand why I had to come through rape. My mother was on drugs, blah, blah, blah. God said, my ways ain't your ways. You know, because in my mind, I, I wanted to have a mother and a father. Blah, blah. God said, my ways ain't your ways. I created you for a purpose, and you had to go through certain things in order to learn lessons. Everything is good, everything, even these choices that we make that put us in position to get us to look at ourselves is still good. Like Khadija said it back when she came on. Everything that she did was for her highest good. Everything I did, everything you did, everything Jackie did, it's all for our highest good. It's not about suffering. It's about taking an inventory and going in. Pain says what? Pay attention inward now. That's what pain is about. So I just want you to just really get that idea of suffering out. And women and, and this men and women thing, it's not about men and women. It's about energy, and it's about us understanding we draw these experiences to find our highest and best good. That's it. Every experience comes to do what? Teach us to go in and find that loving, divine space. Because when God created us, I love this. When God created us, baby, God said, I'm going to take the best of me and send it to the earth. 
So when we really look at ourselves, when we really walk in our fullness, we recognize we are God's greatest creation. We are God's greatest miracle on the planet. There's no suffering. Everything is for us to find that we are the greatest miracle that ever walked this planet. God created everything, but God never felt the way God felt when he created the most beautiful thing in the planet. And that's not about the suffering. It's about the love. And I just want you to get it. It's the love. Amen. And I say for the love, for the love, for the love. Thank you so much um, for that love. Um, I, I just I know I'm, I just don't want to uh, leave the other person out that was calling. I only have a couple more minutes. Um, seven seven three two four one. Uh, did you still want to come in? Oh, Lynette! <laughs> Hi, ladies. Oh my God, this call is so powerful. My voice is a little hoarse, but I have gotten so much out of this call. Uh, the love. I've been the other woman. I've been cheated on. And my, the 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 guy confessed to his wife, and she confronted me. That was an experience, and I'm like, "What the world?" But from from me having that experience, uh, I went within myself, and when that came around back to me, because I believe what you put out in the universe does come back. I didn't want to be combative with the other woman. I felt like I needed to deal with the relationship I had with my husband. So I just wanted to let you know, you girls rock. I feel I feel like I fit right in. Everybody has said some phenomenal things, and then everything, uh, I agree with everything that does happen to you, it is for your good. It's for you to go within yourself and uh, to learn from the experience. I can't wait to get my book. I want to read on. I felt like I was right there when you opened up with the with the prayer. You really I don't know, it just pulled at my heartstrings how you decided to handle uh that situation because and, and, and I do like the comment too because we don't know what we whenever we get into whatever situations we get until that very moment how God is going to lead and direct us. So, oh, my God, this call was awesome. I can't wait to get on Amazon or online and, and get a copy of the book. I love you guys, and I love everybody's transparency because I feel uh, connected, and, and I really am so glad that I tapped in this evening. I'm good. Oh, Lynette, I love you. I love you, Lynette. <laughs> Love you so much. Thank you so much, Lee. Bless your heart. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I think I'm so grateful that you joined us tonight and that we were able to get you in to make your to uh, to share yourself as well. Thank you so much, beautiful. Oh, you are so beautiful, and and thank you so much. I can't wait. I gotta get my book. I gotta read it. But I love each and every one of you all. Jackie, and she always be right on point uh, because uh, what, she, what she said to me is like, I'm sitting up here living a lie. I'm living a secret. I can't be in public with the other woman's husband. Come on. We can't go in the same circles. We can't go out in public. We got to hide out, you know. <laughs> so, Jackie, thank you for your transparency. 
and Khadija. Oh, my God. Thank you. All, every one of you all have given me nuggets, and I really, really appreciate each and every one of you. The kid, you rock. I think this is my second time tapping in on, on the line, and uh, each time I've really, really gotten a lot of nuggets. Thanks so much. I love you guys. Love you, sister. God bless Thank you. you. God bless you. Thank Love you, Lynette. So oh. <laughs> wow, so powerful. Um, so thank you so much, family. I, I'm I'm just so honored, first of all, to uh, to have each of you here with me tonight on the launch for my book launch. Janine, I love you so much for uh, Can making I read this, this right quick before we go. Oh yes, yes, yes. Please do. Okay, so this is a whole different topic, but it's so hot. I said, I got to read this on love, sex, and relationship nutrition. I don't know where we are with it yet. But I wanted to read this, and it's about conscious cock as medicine. Have you all ever thought about dick being medicine? It says, (laughs) so for real, listen, listen, this is so cool. It's an article I read, and it's called Conscious Sexuality. I'm sick of men thinking that their sex is sufficient just because they know how to suck clips and then refrain from ejaculating for five minutes. You see, I want to know God on your dick. I don't just want a pornographic quick hit. You can't possibly know the power you deny me, all the women you depriving. You can heal her with your dick once you can fuck without a time limit. You can express superpowers when you separate your ejaculation from orgasm and can make her come for hours. You can make your life heaven on earth if you become fluent in the energy world. Now, here's my ode to conscious cotton, my prayers of please, penis. If men understood the value of a well-fucked woman, they would have no choice but to prioritize their sexual evolution. If you understood that having a well-fucked woman on your side was the formula to succeeding in life in every realm and every kingdom, it will become your religion, religiously giving her everything you got, on your knees, thrusting in prayer, hymns flowing from her hips to her lips, a gospel choir conducted by your conductor, symphonies as sweet as an angel's breath written by your caress, taking her deeper. Ooh, deeper. Ooh, deeper than the material, the mundane, the physical, undressing her body, her mind, and her soul. She is your ticket to success. You see, the most valuable asset you could ever invest in is your embodied in evolution, your sexual consciousness. She will ooze all over your existence, lusciously dripping, warm, melting, lubricating your life. You see the ease within your flow? The Lakshmi to your abundance, the magic behind your power, a moisturized life gleaming in the glory of her erotically charged radiance. You see, the women oh, yeah. know everything is slavered oh. on Savior, the coconut oil of the human variety, she absolutely liberally cried. Her creative energy that you have assisted in its activation, stirred up within her cauldron, will birth your every dream into reality. You see, your conscious dick is a light, a wizard wand, interacting with her magic to manifest, co-creating a new world with every breath, pulse, and mind. You have the power to be the god she calls her own. 
taking her to heights most holy upon sweaty sheets. She can be the moon to her ties, eclipsing her preoccupation with the mind. She can blow the wind into her sails and lift her high to explore the ocean of the skies, the power in your body vibrating attuned, refined. Divorcing her from unconsciousness and reuniting her with the divine, helping her become clarified, taking her into timeless trance, safe where her body lay beneath your own, yet her psyche is in another dimension time zone, reciting a lyric straight from God's kiss, a lyrical psychic physicist delivering wisdom straight from creation's mind back in her body for dinner time. You can be part of the miracles like that on the daily if you desire. When you heal one of us, you heal all of us. You see, conscious dick is medicine, and we are all suffering from an unfulfilled prescription. We have become diseased from a lack of connection from ourselves, from each other, from the earth, from the feminine. Now it is our time for our reclaim, reclamation. If you are into transformation and ignoring your sexuality, you are sorely mistaken. Our evolution relies on our full body soul integration. You can't possibly know the power you're denying all the women you're depriving. Mm. That's it. <laughs> 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 I just wanted to share that. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Need a copy of that. <laughs> yes, because I was getting ready to say the same thing. Can I get a copy of that? Damn, yeah. Of that. Thank you, lady love. Unfortunately, the, the uh, time ran out on us, so you're going to have to come back and read that one again so that we can make sure we have the full um, recording of that, um, lady love. So thank you so much. Um, we went we went past the time. It was getting hot and juicy <laughs> um, toward the end. But we're going to have you come back. Say it again. I, don't know, I think that was Jackie. That wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that was Jackie. Um, yeah, okay. Or maybe well, you know, or somebody. It wasn't me, though. Okay, babe. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, again, we're going to have to have you come back. So that we can uh, can we and maybe have some conversation about that piece. Who was that? Who who wrote that? I actually don't know. I read it on Facebook today, and I just wanted to um, read it. I thought it was so amazing. Her name is Elena Louise May. Elena Louise May. Elena Louise May. Okay, I'm gonna have to check her out. Thank you so much for sharing that tonight. Wow, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation tonight. Janine, I thank you for being my co-host. I love you so much. Thank you so much. And I thank everyone who uh, is supporting me in the book, and I just appreciate you all so much. And I'm going to invite you to come back again on Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Actually, we're going to be um, we're gonna be in the first um yeah, when we oh no, the thirtieth of the month. Okay, so we'll be back on the thirtieth, and that'll be our last show for 2016. We're going to be moving into um, a new, uh, brand new year. I'm so excited about, and the name of the show is going to change to Love, Sex, and Relationships. So look forward to that, and of course we'll be talking some more about the book as we move further along in the year as well. 
Janine, did you have any parting words that you'd like to say to everybody tonight? I'm going to leave you in the words of my grandmother. She said, there's not an ill love can't heal. There's not a prescription love can't feel. And for every question, love is the answer. I want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, love is an inside job. And you haven't been loved until you've been loved by you. That's my that's my parting words. Amen. Thank you, beautiful. Love you so much. God bless you. I want to thank everyone who was here tonight. And, um, Vonnie, I know you're not going to hear this, but uh, we just want to send some love out to Vonnie as well. Thank you so much. And we will see you back here on the 30th uh, at 730. Um, namaste and peace and blessings to everyone. One love. All right. One love.